What is going on? And we are back with the 33rd episode of NF Sports Talk. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. In today's episode, we're going to be looking at some quarterbacks. And more specifically, Jalen Hurts, Jameis Winston, and the Jordan Love versus Patrick Mahomes comparison. So four very good quarterbacks. Getting looking at them, analyzing them. You know, Jalen Hurts and Jordan Love in the upcoming draft in just five days from now. Jameis Winston and Patrick Mahomes, they've been drafted in a few drafts ago. One's won a Super Bowl, one's thrown a lot of interceptions. So we're going to be looking at that, analyzing some of these quarterbacks and basically looking at what they've done, what they're going to do, and where they are right now. So just to look at the quarterbacks that are going to be drafted in about a few days from now, we got Jalen Hurts. So people don't expect him to be a first-round draft pick, which is very interesting to me because I think Jordan or Jalen Hurts is one of the best quarterbacks in the draft. You know, I've said this for a while now, but um, Jalen Hurts is such a big playmaker. He's just such a got a great attitude. You know, his hardworking mentality of just going out there each and every day, um, working the hardest, and just being the best player on the field each and every day. Such a great aspect to have. And you know, Jalen Hurts is just someone who. You know, there's stories about him beating teams by 40 points and then going back and practicing on the practice field just after that because he wants to improve, wants to get better, and just wants to become a better quarterback overall. And it's surprising to me that not only does he have some great athleticism, great you know work ethic and mentality, but he's not considered a first-round pick, and some people don't even have him in the second round. Some people consider him a third-round draft pick this year. I believe he's going to go – he could go in the first round. I don't think he's going to go in the first round because of how much – quarterback talent there is in the first round you know got guys like Joe Burrow, Tua Tagovailoa, Justin Herbert, uh, Jordan Love all those guys so those are some very premium quarterbacks in, in the first round and like I said not many teams really need a quarterback right now um, there's a lot of quarterbacks in the market you know Cam Newton, Jameis Winston, Andy Dalton's on there so there's a lot of quarterbacks in the market right now and I think when you have this many quarterbacks in the draft that are such a high talent, they're gonna some are gonna slip, and that's probably why. If if these quarterbacks above Jalen Hurts aren't in the draft this year, Jalen Hurts is probably a first round draft pick, and he's being talked a lot about more than he is right now. So just looking at that, you know, Jalen Hurts, I, I talk about all the time how consistency is such a big thing in the NFL to have, and when you have consistency, it just you know it it makes everything so much easier because you go out there each and every day, you you get what you expect. You know, you're doing stuff that people can count on you. You're reliable. And you got look at guys like Tom Brady. You know, he, he's had a career where the biggest thing for him is consistency. He's always gone out there. And he's done his job. He's always just worked the hardest. And he's continued to play at the highest level possible. And he's been consistent. So that's the biggest thing. You know, he's consistent now. And, he, and he's at 42 years old. Last year coming off, you know, one of the worst years of his career. But there's been a lot of pieces that have been moving around. So it, it was tough to judge his season based off of that. But, you know, consistency has followed Tom Brady throughout his career, and that's made him so successful with the New England Patriots. But just going back to Jalen Hurts here, you know, last year he had almost 4,000 yards, 32 touchdowns, interceptions. So, you know, almost a 70% completion rating at a team that he, you know, he just went to Oklahoma last season after being at Alabama for so long and then basically being benched for, for Tua Tagovailoa. You know, he waited it out, wanted to see if he could regain his starting spot at Alabama ultimately didn't, and now he went to Oklahoma with one of the best programs there, produced Baker Mayfield, and it's just a lot of great players that have come out of Oklahoma in the last few years. You know, Kyler Murray's been there, so now Jalen Hurts has been there, and I just love watching Jalen Hurts play. You know, he, he ran a 4-5-9, so in the 4-5s, super quick, super fast, super athletic, and I, I think he's going to be a, a top-tier quarterback in, in the NFL whenever he gets a starting job. You know, and like I said about consistency, so in 2018, he only played 
like uh, two games, I believe. And he had a 73% completion percentage, eight touchdowns, and two interceptions. So interesting to see that he didn't, you know, continue playing uh, for whatever reason. The year before that, 2,000 yards, 17 touchdowns to one interception, 17 to one. If that's not a, it doesn't show his accuracy, his decision making, and and what he's able to do with the football in his hands. I I don't know what is because that that's just a ridiculous amount of touchdowns to interception ratio. Uh, and the year before that, almost three thousand yards, twenty three touchdowns, nine interceptions. So you know, over his career, he's just had a ridiculous, ridiculous numbers. Great completion percentage from you know from a young player. He's only twenty one years old, and you know last year he's coming off a seventy percent completion percentage. So. He has such a right mentality, such a smart IQ, football IQ, and he's got the athleticism. You know, like I said, he ran a 4-5. So, you know, I just think this guy is going to be, he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. You know, 6-2, not the smallest, not the tallest though, but, you know, that's a decent size, uh, decent height for a quarterback. And I just love Jalen Hurts. I can't believe that he's not considered at least a second round pick. Uh, I saw yesterday that the Patriots are, are really liking, you know, Jalen Hurts and, I've said in previous podcasts, previous episodes, that Jalen Hurts is the only other quarterback that I really want the Patriots to draft. I just love what Jalen Hurts brings, and I think Jalen Hurts could be an absolute winner if he goes to the New England Patriots. He brings a skill set the Patriots have not had in such a long time. And if you think about it, I saw this just a a few minutes ago, if Tua gets drafted by the Dolphins and Jalen Hurts gets drafted by the New England Patriots, it's going to be an AFC East battle between Jalen Hurts and Tua Tua Tagovailoa, the two teammates from Alabama. So... You know, it's just going to be so fun to watch. I, I really can't wait to watch um, the NFL draft coming up in just five days from now. It's going to be so much fun. And I really think Jalen Hurts, he's going to be he's going to be a steal wherever he goes. I really hope he goes to the New England Patriots. I really, really do. I, although I love Jared Stidham and what he brings to the New England Patriots, I just think Jalen Hurts is such a supreme talent. He's such a rare quarterback to have in, in the later rounds, in the second and third rounds available. And, you know, like I said, he could be a first-round pick in any other draft. So Jalen Hurts, someone who he, he just he just blows people away with his playmaking ability. If I could compare him to somebody, I would compare him to, you know, probably a Russell Wilson, honestly. The fact that he is, you know, not the biggest. Russell Wilson's a bit smaller. But Jalen Hurts' ability, you know, Russell Wilson's very quick, very accurate, very precise with the ball. I, I could see Jalen Hurts being, you know, a, a, Russell, a Russell Wilson-type player. So, you know, just a really, um, really interesting player to, to look at here with the with Jalen Hurts. And I really hope that he does go somewhere where he's going to be able to play. You know, he might be able to go to the Packers, the Saints, the Patriots, hopefully, um, even the, the Steelers. So, you know, maybe he sits a year, maybe he plays right away. But either way, I think he's going to have a great, great career in the NFL and, he always is going to have the mentality of, you know, he's going to have in the back of his mind thinking he ultimately lost his job to a quarterback and to a Tega Viola, and he's going to want to prove himself. He's going to prove that he's better than him. He's going to go out there and compete each and every week and just earn his spot and earn his role in the NFL. So I really think, um, I really think that Jalen Hurts is going to be a great, great quarterback in the NFL. Um, I, I really just hope that he goes to a team that fits his, you know, role, fits his athleticism and his ability he was nominated for the Heisman Trophy Award um, for his incredible seasons in college, and I just I'm just gonna be really excited to watch Jalen Hurts play in the NFL and see what he can do. So you know, one of the I think one of the better quarterbacks you can honestly take in this draft. I I'd only people I put ahead of him is you know only people I put ahead of him is is probably Joe Burrow. I honestly I honestly believe that Joe Burrow 
is the number one quarterback, and I think Jalen Hurts could really be there right behind him as a number two quarterback if teams were, you know, if he stayed at Alabama, if Jalen Hurts stayed at Alabama, you know, it'd be, it'd be Jalen Hurts that people are talking about instead of Tua. I, I really do think that. Say, say Nick Saban decided to stick with Jalen Hurts and trade Tua, I think that Jalen Hurts is at that second, you know, quarterback spot and ultimately the fifth or sixth overall pick in this year's draft. I really, really do think that. Uh, for what Jalen Hurts was doing there, 17 touchdowns, 17 touchdowns, the one interception, what he was doing there in, in Alabama was just quite ridiculous. And I'm just really, really excited to see Jalen Hurts, you know, get into the NFL. He's going to be like a, a player who just wants to compete and, and play football. And at 21 years old, he's got so much to learn and so much natural talent that's, that's gifted to him. Um, his, his legs, his, his throwing, he's just so accurate. He's so athletic and he's very quick for a running for a quarterback, excuse me. And I really think the Patriots, if they get him, you know, it's going to be a steal for him for sure. And, uh, him and Belichick, you know, and McDaniels, what they could scheme up there in New England, it'd be, it'd be something really, really ex- interesting to watch. And it'd be really fun to watch that happen there. Some other teams I think could draft him. Uh, like I said, you know, the Saints, they have a later pick in the draft. They could possibly get someone put behind Drew Brees. Uh, also, the Packers, you know, they could possibly draft Jordan Love, people are saying. So maybe they wait and draft Jalen Hurts. Um, I don't even, I, I just don't know. Maybe the Cowboys, maybe they decide to draft Jalen Hurts and let him sit behind Prescott uh, in that offense for another year if, if they can't get a contract situation with Prescott going. I really don't know, but I really think that the Patriots could be a team for Jalen Hurts and as he's probably going to go on the second day of the NFL draft. And after that, we're really going to see what happens, what teams are valuing. And I just, I just really going to be excited to watch the second day of the NFL draft and see where this guy goes. So, you know, it, it could be some people have him as the 50th best player in this draft. Um, I don't know if that's, you know, where he is or what, what round he's taken in, but he's probably going to be taking the second day. It's going to be a really fun day to watch as some of the best players are taken on the second and third day, third day in the NFL draft. So we're just five days away. You know, I'm really excited for that. And I'm, you know, I'm going to be really, really tuning in and just constantly um, looking at who's drafting what, what teams are valuing this. You know, there's a lot of receivers in this draft as well. So it's going to be interesting to see um, how many receivers go in the first round and how many quarterbacks go in the first round and, and where they actually exactly go. Um, another interesting thing to note here is just quickly, um, the Detroit Lions are thinking about trading away their third overall pick in this year's draft. Um, so they're, they're listing the offers on that, which is going to be interesting to see. A third overall pick is, is quite, it's valued quite high. And I think if you have a third overall pick, and if you're not super high on somebody, so say they, I think they were projected to take a cornerback. And if they're not super, you know, looking to draft that cornerback at that spot, I think they should definitely listen to offers because a third overall pick could seriously get you a lot of, you know, a lot of picks in return, a first, a second, a third, you know, you never know. Maybe all three of those could you bump you up from a team from like a 20th to a third overall pick. So it's going to be very interesting to see what happens there with the Lions, but just wrapping up Jalen Hurts, I think he's going to be a great player. going to love watching him play wherever he goes. And hopefully, hopefully he drops the New England Patriots, maybe in the second or third round. Hopefully maybe the tra- Patriots trade up for him, take him in the second round. Maybe he falls to the third round. In one of the mock drafts actually here on, on NFL.com, it actually has the Patriots taking Jalen Hurts in the third round with the 87 overall pick. So uh, if that happens, uh, you're going to see one happy person here. And uh, I'm just really excited to see what happens with, with Jalen Hurts and, and where he gets drafted in this year's NFL draft.
Okay, now the second segment of this podcast I want to talk about is Jameis Winston. You know, this guy, he's known for now the first 30 for 30 in NFL history, which basically means he threw 30 touchdowns, but he also threw 30 interceptions. Uh, last year, he was putting up big numbers. You know, he had 5,000 yards, 30 touchdowns, like I said, so he was scoring a lot of plays. But unfortunately, he was also scoring some points for the other team as he was turning the ball over 30 times. You divide that by two, that's 15. So he was almost throwing up two tu- two interceptions every single game. So that's quite ridiculous to, to look at there. You know, anytime you turn over the, over the ball two times from your quarterback in a game, you're probably not winning. And the fact that they were almost able to become a playoff team last year with Jameis Winston being a, a guy who threw 30 interceptions is a, probably a big reason why they picked up Tom Brady this year, as he's a very good decision maker. He's able to make players around him better, and he doesn't turn the ball over that much. So if they can win with Jameis Winston last year, I'm sure that's why they are going to win with Tom Brady this year. And uh, Bruce Arians is the first one to say, you know, last year he came out and said, if we can win with this quarterback right now, we can win with any quarterback. So it's going to be interesting to watch to see where Jameis Winston goes because he was the first overall pick a few years back. You know, some people forget, but it was him and Marcus Mariota, one and two, uh, in that draft. And, you know, they were looking at him as the first overall pick. So Jameis Winston, a first overall pick on the market now. Someone who, like I said, 5,000 yards and six thirty touchdowns, which is, is quite ridiculous um, in a season. So if he just drops his interceptions down to, say, half, maybe, just 15. If, if he throws 15 interceptions, decent amount of interceptions. But if he cuts that in half, okay, and maybe throws five, six, seven, eight more touchdowns, and, you know, he could be looking at one of the best seasons in NFL history at a quarterback position. You know, I think we've talked about it here for a while, but I, I think that Jameis Winston could have seriously challenged Peyton Manning's, you know, all-time yards and touchdowns record if he did not turn the ball over 30 times in a single season. And you got to you gotta remember, some of those interceptions were, were pick sixes. And, you know, Jameis Winston's last throw as an NFL player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers was a pick six. And, you know, that was his first pass as a uh, Terry Buccaneer. It was a pick six as well. So, you know, this guy, he's just he's just too happy with it. He's too trigger happy. He throws the ball away, you know, I say too fast. He doesn't make the right decision. He doesn't read the defense before the snap. I don't know what it is. But, you know, I think that's something that can be taught. I think you just got to develop that sense of, you know, decision-making, pre-snap ability of looking at the defense before the play even happens, uh, analyzing where the cornerback's going to be on the field, where the linebacker's going to be on the field, and then find the hot zone of where it's going to be open, throw it in there, and just know in your head before the game, before the play starts that this guy could be covered, this guy is not covered, and not only that, but which player is covering him. You don't want to throw the ball to Earl Thomas in, in his zone every single time in the game because that's going to get picked off one or two times a game for sure. Or another guy, like, you know, he threw the ball to Deion Jones, and that was his last interception as a Buccaneer. It was a pick six for Deion Jones. Deion Jones is a super athletic, super fast linebacker who's great ball skills. So if you're throwing it his way, you got to expect him to react to the ball very quickly and make a play of the ball. So you just got to be better decision maker as a quarterback. And, you know, the point I'm trying to make here is Jameis Winston, he has a top-tier ability of throwing the ball, of athleticism, of just, you know, being a good quarterback. He's got to learn the fact that you can't throw the ball away 30 times in a season and expect to win. So wherever he goes, if he can learn that, they might become one of the, you know, he might become one of the better quarterbacks in the entire NFL. I saw reports that uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking at picking up Jameis Winston. 
put him behind Big Ben for a year or two, wherever the case may be, however long Big Ben continues to play, you know, that that's a good that's a good scheme for them. That's a good system. And I think that would be a perfect fit for Jameis Winston if he went to the Pittsburgh Steelers. It would be a probably more expensive option for the first few years for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But it has a really big upside to it. And in the long haul, it could be a very good investment for a young quarterback. Jameis Winston only 26 years old, been in the league for quite some time now. And, you know, this guy is, he's a really, you know, he's just really intriguing for teams that are in need of a quarterback in the future. That's the biggest thing. So guys like the Packers, the Saints, um, the Pittsburgh Steelers, like I've mentioned, you know, these guys, they're intriguing to see which teams might need a quarterback in one or two years from now. As, you know, Jameis Winston, say he gets 28 years old and he gets to start again. You know, that's still very young and has very good years left of him. You know, you consider him to be a top-tier quarterback from 28 to 33, 34, 35, whatever the case may be, if you're playing at a high level. So, Jameis Winston, he has to, you know, he has to just work harder. I think that's just the biggest thing. He's got to work harder. You know, he's thrown, like, 30 interceptions is way too much. And his career, he's thrown 88 interceptions. So, he's put up 121 interceptions to 88 interceptions that's just, you know, it seems like a good rate, but the only fact is he's put up a lot of touchdowns, but the interceptions are also a lot as well. So you just can't be having that. But everything else about him, he's a good height. He's 6'4". He's got a good weight. Um, got good arm strength. Got good accuracy. Um, he's just got to work on his decision-making. Got to work on his uh, awareness, for sure. His football IQ where the people are going to be on the field before it happens. So w- when you look at the Patriots quarter or the Buccaneers quarterback now in Tom Brady, he knows where the t- the players are going to be after the snap. So he he sees where they line up, he analyzes that in his head and he thinks, "Okay, they're here. Where are they going to be when the play starts?" And then he knows not to throw it there if that player is there. You know, I don't think he was ever throwing at Brian Urlacher in, in his career when Brian Urlacher was scanning the, field, the middle of the field or Ray Lewis or whoever the better linebackers in the league were at that time. He wasn't throwing it down the middle of the field to them each and every time. He was picking the outsides, picking picking down the field, you know, short routes in, in the flats or whatever the case may be. That's where he's going because he's not going to go look at the best player. So you got to think of guys that are good in coverage, you don't target them. And Jameis Winston, I don't know if that goes through his mind. I think he just sees an open target and he throws right away. I don't think he thinks about who's there at the time, um, the, the angle of his body. You know, the big thing about um, arm strength is where you're positioned. So if, if you're looking to the left, but you see a guy open to the right, you don't just fling it to him because you're not going to get enough velocity on the ball. And ultimately, that's going to be an interception, a deflection, you know, whatever the case may be. It's probably not going to be a completion unless the guy's absolutely wide open and you have an arm like Patrick Mahomes who can do that. But you don't have an arm like Patrick Mahomes. You, you know, you have an arm like Jameis Winston. That's who you are. Um, you, you know, James Winston's got good speed, um, ran under the five. So decent athleticism. He's just got to work on his decision-making, work on his, um, pre-snap ability and just learn, sit behind the, the game tape, sit in the film room and just watch it film over and over and over and over and over again and see, you know, more specifically this season of his three interceptions, you have to watch back every single interception and look why you threw it, what you saw and not do that again. That's what I'm trying to say here. And if that happens, Jameis Winston become can can become a top tier quarterback in the NFL. You know he threw five thousand one hundred yards last year with a seven and nine record. So you know the Bucks probably gonna win 10, 11 games next year with Tom Brady. Um, but you know the first two years of of Jameis Winston's career, four thousand yards, 
4,000 yards back-to-back. 22 intercept, 22 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Not good. 28 touchdowns and 18 interceptions. That's still not the greatest. Third year in the league, 3,500 yards, 19 touchdowns, 11 interceptions. You know, we're getting at a better rate here. The year after that, 3,000 yards, 19 touchdowns, and 14 interceptions. Not good at all. You know, he'll, in those two last two seasons, he finished 3-10 and 10 and 3-6, and six, so not good records at all. And last year, 30 touchdowns, or 33 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. So, just way, way too many interceptions. If he cut that in half, like I said, you're looking at one of the best quarterback seasons that a quarterback has had in quite some time. And you're probably looking at a Bucks team that is going to make the playoffs. So, you know, Jameis Winston, he, he's going to have to make the best of his opportunity wherever he goes. And I think there's going to be a market for him for sure as he's so talented. And I think teams are going to see what his stats look like, what his on-field play looks like, and who he is as a person. And look at him and say, well, we can teach him not to throw so many interceptions. We can teach him to have better decision-making. But he's got to ultimately teach that to himself. And you know, a, a great coach like Mike Tomlin in, in, in Pittsburgh, they could do that for him. They could do you know develop Jameis Winston like he was a rookie, make him come in and just have great years. I think that could be an option. Watch Sit behind Big Ben and watch him perform. That could be an option as well. Maybe even here, the Colts. You know, Phillip Rivers is there for the Colts for, for right now. But say they bring in Jameis Winston, you know, sit behind a Phillip Rivers, watch what happens there. You know, that could be an option for the, for the Colts as well, having Jameis Winston. And, you know, there's just a lot of teams. Like I said, the Saints, they need a backup quarterback, could pay Jameis Winston, sit behind Drew Brees. That would definitely teach um, Jameis Winston how to read the play before the, before the snap, um, how to be more accurate, precise with your throws sitting behind Drew Brees, that would definitely do it. And I just don't know if, if he's the – I don't think he's the best quarterback right now as a free agency. I think Cam Newton's still the best quarterback. And I think if you're you're looking for a guy that's going to help you win now, you definitely got to look at Cam Newton. But if you're looking at a guy who's going to help you win possibly two or three years from now, you got to be looking at Jameis Winston, man. He's, he's probably one of the best options right now for a team in need of a quarterback in the future. Maybe even the Packers could pick him up. They don't have a lot of money um, – as I said, know, they don't really have much salary cap any any year, but um, you know, maybe they filter their their salary cap around, look at it, and see what goes on there. So I really think that um, you know, the Jameis Winston is going to sit behind a good quarterback for a year. I think I don't think he's going to start right away. I think he's going to sit behind at least one, maybe two years behind a good quarterback, and then go out there. And I think he's going to have a magnificent second half of his career if he can li- limit the interceptions. Uh, last year, you just it's just such a great year. 5,000 yards. The 5,000 club is pretty unprecedented. You know, there's not a lot of players that do that in their career. Only a few times in, in you know, some of the best quarterbacks don't even reach 5,000 yards. You know, Tom Brady, I believe he's reached once. Peyton Manning's done it a few times, I believe. Patrick Mahomes did it last year. And now Jameis Winston did it this year. So just a, just a really exclusive club. But you don't want to be in the 30 for 30 club, which means, you know, 30 touchdowns to 30 interceptions. Uh, first ever player to do that, so it shows greatness, but it also shows very, very strong weakness with his interception and decision making skills. So you just gotta develop as a player. You gotta get better. And Jameis Winston, he's he's gonna become a good player in the NFL without a doubt. But he's gotta learn. He's gotta put the work in. He's gotta get better. And you know, one funny thing here is, um, you know, I don't know if you guys saw, but there was a video going around about Jameis Winston doing some workout drills, whether he's like bobbing and you know practicing his his pocket presence. And I, I don't remember who it is. It was David Carr. It was David Carr that commented saying something like, uh, you know, that's not going to 
help you fix your interceptions or whatever like that. And he was kind of like chirping back. And Jameis Winston, uh, you know, he was kind of like jabbing at him. And, you know, it was just it was just something fun, funny to watch that these two quarterbacks going back and forth at it, you know, taking shots at each other. I don't know why David Carr would take shots at Jameis Winston. He's still a young kid. He's just trying to improve. And he was hating on his workout video, which is, you know, not something you want to see from a quarterback, uh, ex-quarterback like David Carr. I don't believe he had the greatest career ever. So I don't think when you're in that situation, you can really talk about that subject uh, because David Carr, he's thrown a lot of interceptions in his career as well. And, you know, he's, he's you know, think of David Carr as the best quarterback of all time. So you got to be careful how you speak because, you know, Jameis Winston's out here trying to trying to get better and trying to improve. And when you when you post something like that on his social media, you know there's just no point behind. There's no reasoning behind it. Uh, it just kind of makes you wonder what's going through his mind. Because as a young kid, you want to be encouraging Jameis Winston. You know, want to say good things about him. And as a veteran quarterback like David Carr, if you encourage him more than you put him down, you're obviously going to be doing going to be doing more good than 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 bad. So you just got to be looking at the bright side and say, you know, maybe. If you don't like what he's doing, what drill he's doing, then suggest another one. Don't say this is going to, you know, there's no point of doing this or whatever the, the fact was. I just think you got to encourage him. You got to maybe give him some tips, take him under your wing and just show him, you know, some drills that you did. You got to be a, a mentor, not a hater. So it was funny to see that. There's a lot of guys, you know, not not the biggest fans of David Carr and, and what he said about Jameis Winston, but. I think Jameis Winston ultimately got the last laugh as he replied back with something very witty and smart. So um, Jameis Winston, I've heard he's a good kid and he's a great, you know, just a great player, young player. But that's the thing. He's a young player who's got to mature. He's got to put the work. He's got to improve. He's got to get better. And he's just ultimately got to become a quarterback that turnovers the ball less, makes better decisions. And is able to lead a team to a winning season as he hasn't had a, a winning season since the second year in the league where they went nine and seven, so not the greatest. I, I believe he's gonna be good. He's just trying to limit turnovers and become a smarter football player all around. Okay, now the last segment of this podcast, we're going to be looking at a big, big potential quarterback here in Jordan Love. And we're going to be looking at probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now in Patrick Mahomes. So Jordan Love, you know, he's projected to be anywhere from five, from pick five in the first round to pick 20 in the first round, which there's a big window there. But somewhere along the line, he's projected to go in the first round. And it's interesting to see here because some people say he's got all the skills. He's got every single skill set that you want in a quarterback. He can drop it in a, in a bucket. He can throw on the run. He's accurately, you know, he just does everything well, and he's a very good arm talent. And they compare him to Patrick Mahomes in the sense he can put the ball anywhere. He's athletic. He can make plays, this, that, and the other thing. And the biggest thing, what they're talking about, is why he's not one of the best quarterbacks to draft is consistency. Um, he's had some inconsistency with his athletic ability, his throwing, and that's what's holding teams back from drafting him. But, you know, he's a good height, 6'4". Uh, last season, he had 3,400 yards. 20 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. So, you know, we just talked about Jameis Winston turned the ball over, but it sounds like, uh, you know, Jordan Love, he likes to turn the ball over a little bit as well. Last year, not as good as the year before that, actually. In, in the last, you know, two years ago, we had 3,600 yards almost, 32 touchdowns and six interceptions. So if he duplicates that year again, last season, he might be a top 10 pick. So, it's interesting to see what he what you know what happened last year. I'm not sure exactly what happened, um, but 
you know, Jordan Love, a very good player who's had two good, decent seasons, but really in 2018, uh, he had a very, very good season, 64% completion percentage. You know, that's pretty good as well. His numbers kind of dropped off from last season, but um, Jordan Love, people are really, really high on Jordan Love right now. Um, he's very athletic, very good at running the ball, passing the ball, whatever the case may be. He, do, he does it all well. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to check out his combine stats here. Um, Jordan Love, I believe he's a faster quarterback, uh, faster than, than most quarterbacks in, in this draft. You know, nothing like uh, Jalen Hurts, who, who he was very, very quick and ran a 4-5, like we previously mentioned. But, you know, this guy's athletic, he can do it. And uh, when you're comp- compared to Patrick Mahomes, you know, that's a good good situation. So, like I said, Patrick Mahomes, before Patrick Mahomes ran a 4-8-9, and uh, Jordan Love, he ran a 4-7. So, a little bit faster than Patrick Mahomes, not as fast as uh, Jalen Hurts, but still athletic nonetheless, 6'4", so a very good build, very big, very strong. Um, it says here, one of the reports that Utah State's Jordan Love is a poor man's Patrick Mahomes, uh, which is interesting to see here. Just going to go over this article quickly and look at this. Um, you know, Jordan Love throws a ball with good, good velocity. You know, very good height. Like I said, you really want your quarterback 6'4", 6'5", or 6'6", somewhere along the line, maybe even taller. But, uh, you know, 6'4", is a very good height. Um, some people still think that quarterbacks like uh, Justin Herbert, who really blew away the combine, fast, tall, good arm strength, accurate, you know, still think he's better than, you know, Justin Herbert's better than Jordan Love, still taking Tua over Jordan Love. Um, but people are really saying right now that Jordan Love could be drafted by the um, Green Bay Packers, who have similar quarterback styles. Jordan Love, similar to Aaron Rodgers in the sense that he can throw on the run. He can just make basically any throw. It's just consistency. So if you let Jordan Love sit behind Aaron Rodgers for a season or two, like Brett Favre, when Brett Favre was there and Aaron Rodgers sat behind him, and then you have Jordan Love come in and sit behind Aaron Rodgers, that could be a great situation having there uh, in Green Bay as a possibility of Jordan Love getting drafted in the first round by the Packers. I don't know if they want to spend a first-round pick on their – on Jordan Love in the first round, but it's definitely interesting to see, and it's definitely looking at the Packers are one of the better teams interested in Jordan Love uh, at the later um, picks in the first round here. Uh, it says also here that Jordan Love ran an unofficial 4.65, so if that's the case, that's super quick. I don't know. It said its official time was 4.75, so um, you know, 4.7 speed in the last is very quick, very good for a, run- for a quarterback to have. And, you know, he, he's just got all the talent. And like I said, if he can mature, become a good quarterback, uh, like, like Jameis Winston, you know, he had to mature and he has to become a better quarterback, um, be more consistent and become someone who limits turnovers. He's got all the skill set to do that, but he's got to mature and get better. Jordan Love, 21 years old, so super young. He gets a mentor like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, one of the quarter, one of the teams that draft later on in the first round that could take him. I really think this is a, could be a good pickup for one of those teams. Jordan Love, a very talented, very young, very intriguing quarterback for sure. And uh, he just, you know, he's a playmaker for sure. And some people said that, like with the Patrick Mahomes comparison, some people could say, look back in a few years thinking, oh, wow, how'd this guy fall to, you know, the middle picks in the first round? That's what some people are saying. Um, but like, you know, Patrick Mahomes, I believe he was like a 12th pick in the draft when he was drafted. And, and if you're going to redraft that draft class, you're taking Patrick Mahomes at the first pick in the draft, no matter what team you are probably. So, uh, you know, people are still looking at, um, Jordan Love as considering, you know, he could be his, his potential super high, but he, you know, there's also some worries about his inconsistency 
and like we were talking about in sports, consistency is the biggest thing. Constant reps, constant practice, constant willingness to go out there and improve each and every day, get better each and every day, and just go out there with your best foot forward and you know improve in every way you can, every shape and form you can to become the best quarterback possible. So if Jordan Love has a mentality, if he can get the right scheme, the right fit around him, um, you know, maybe maybe a good offense like Sean Payton's offense in New Orleans, maybe a good offense like the Green Bay Packers. You never know, really. Um, you never know who could take Jordan Love, but some some teams could be taking them later on in the draft in twenties, and or they could be taking them in in the top tens. So you just never know. Um, I don't remember if you remember a few years ago, Patrick or excuse me, Baker Mayfield was actually like, you know, one of the second or third best quarterbacks in draft, and all of a sudden on draft day. He went all the way up to the top. He was number one, without a doubt. And everyone was saying, you know, Browns are taking Baker. Browns are taking Baker. And originally, it was Browns are taking Josh Rosen. And look at Josh Rosen now, you know, on his second team in, in two years and probably going to be on his third team in three years coming up if the if the Dolphins decide to draft Tua. Um, and Josh Rosen is just someone who, you know, consider, was considered the best quarterback in the draft. And then he fell to 11. And he actually said that there was going to be a, there's 11 mistakes ahead of him or 10 mistakes ahead of him in this draft, and he's going to prove everyone wrong. Well, so far, he has proven everyone the opposite, as he has been one of the biggest busts at quarterback in the last few years because he, you know, he just can't get his stuff together and, you know, get on the field and, and make plays like he was supposed to do with 11 overall pick. And now looking back, you really want to say, you, some teams are saying, you know, the Dolphins got to steal, getting Rosen. He's just got to, got to put in a better offense. You know, I don't know. After after seeing two years NFL on a Dolphins team with a second chance, uh, after you know sitting in Arizona, his first season was awful. Then you see Kyler Murray come in and do a little bit better and win Rookie of the Year. Um, so definitely a good choice by the Arizona Cardinals to pass up on Rose and get rid of him, get a second round pick back for him too, and then pick up Kyler Murray, who you know he's a stud. He's going to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. Now he's got DeAndre Hopkins, and that's going to be a very scary offense. DeAndre Hopkins, Larry Fitzgerald, Kenyon Drake, Kyler Murray, still got the draft to go. They got a lot of draft picks. That offense is going to be stacked. They're going to be a good team in a few years to come, and I, I personally think they're going to be one of the better teams in the NFC in a few years to come. Uh, you know, they're going to. I don't think they're going to be able to compete with Larry Fitzgerald there. You know, Larry Fitzgerald is a great player, but he's getting old, and I don't think by the time they're able to compete, he's still going to be there. So they're going to have to replace him. But they're they got a really young core. DeAndre Hopkins is there for a few years. I think it's three years left. So that's a scary offense. It's gonna be a good offense for Kyler Murray and uh, just Josh Rosen. Going back to him, he's gotta he's gotta take an opportunity and and use the most of it wherever he goes. I, I think if if they draft two, I don't think they're keeping Josh Rosen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and two on that roster. I think Josh Rosen's gone. Uh, that's personally what I believe. And wherever he goes, he could be released. He could be traded for a fourth or fifth round pick, whatever it is. But I don't think he's staying with the Dolphins. And I'll be interested to see if he can take a part, you know, take advantage of the opportunity that's going to be going to give it to him with another team that, you know, I know the Patriots were high on him um, last year, wanted to trade for a third or fourth for him. Uh, ultimately, they didn't get on the Miami Dolphins, got him. Maybe they go back after Josh Rosen this year as, you know, 11th overall pick. There's a lot of talent there, but you just got to be able to, you know, develop that talent and make it become something bigger than what it was in college. You know, there's a lot of great college players come in the NFL and have horrible careers because they don't develop any further. You know, Johnny Manziel, big time quarterback. They call him money Manziel. He had a huge college career, big time player, went to the Browns. You know, everyone thought he was insane because of, you know, he won a few games for the Browns. And then at the point they were like, Oh, 16, they're like, Oh, 20. 
uh, in the last 20 games, and then they won a few games. Johnny Manziel, this and the other thing, got bumped out of town, and he's gone from the Browns, gone from the NFL, and he was one of the best college you know, stars in a long time I've seen. Another example, Tim Tebow, not the best career in the NFL either. A very iconic name, but not the best productive career. Um, had a really good season with the Broncos, but other than that, you know, you, you don't really think of him as a great quarterback, and he was a great quarterback in college. So you got to take your skills from college, develop that, and become an elite athlete in the NFL. And Jordan Love could do that. You know, like I said, get a mentor like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, one of those guys to mentor him and then learn behind one of those guys. Jordan Love could be an exceptional talent. Like he says he has all the ability to do it. It's just the fact that if he can do it consistently over a repetitive amount of times and constantly get those reps in each and every day. So Jordan Love, a very, very good quarterback. I'd have to say he's got a very good potential. And, you know, I'm not saying he's close to Aaron or close to Patrick Mahomes. He's nowhere near the level of Patrick Mahomes at the moment, but they're saying he could be. Um, and he could be one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL um, in, a, in a few years now. You know, Patrick Mahomes, he originally sat behind, um, as a 12th overall pick, Patrick Mahomes sat behind, uh, Alex Smith for a, for a year. So if Jordan Love can do the same, sit behind Aaron Rodgers, sit behind someone else, come in in a second season and blow the stat sheet away, you know it's gonna be worth it in the long run for for whatever those teams takes him. And you know don't be surprised if Jordan Love is a top ten pick, top twenty, or even in in the later rounds, you know in later uh, picks in the first round, uh, maybe a team scoops up and picks him in the in the later rounds. Like you know Lamar Jackson a few years ago, he was right there at pick thirty two. The Ravens bumped into the draft and. Uh, in the first round to pick up uh, Lamar Jackson, look like geniuses for doing it now. So you see, you see teams that do that all the time, and uh, you never know. Maybe a team drops back. Maybe the Dolphins love Jordan Love, so they drop their pick from number five to number fifteen. Take Jordan Love there, pass up, get a few more picks, whatever the case may be. But uh, got to expect that top quarterbacks that draft are Joe Burrow, Tua, um, Justin Herbert, um, probably Jordan Love four. Although, you know, any, any one of those guys you can take it and toss them up and, and whatever system they put in, they can become stars. I believe they just got to find the right fit. And then you got to have Jalen Hurts. You know, Jalen Hurts, you can't forget about him. I keep saying this. I keep uh, repeating myself, but Jalen Hurts, he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. He's going to be a star, like we talked about earlier, so I'm not going to really focus on fo- focus on this now. But, you know, Jalen Hurts, got to think of uh, got to think of him. And then, you know, Jacob Eason. Um, Jake Fromm, all these guys are just, you know, they, they could have a good career. So stack quarterback draft. There's so many quarterbacks in the market. You know, I keep saying every week, so many quarterbacks, not enough teams. So it's going to come down to guys like maybe Jameis Winston, Jordan Love, um, Cam Newton, maybe even taking a seat back and, and sitting a year and whatever the case would be. I don't think Cam Newton will do that because, he, you know, he's getting up there in age and he's got the win now mentality. So I think he's going to go to a team that's going to win now. But some other guys, you know, they, they might take a seat, especially Jameis Winston, especially Jordan Love, sit back and take a seat and, and just learn and, and develop and become a you know superstar in the NFL moving forward. So that's going to wrap up this episode. Um, I just want to thank everyone for tuning in. If you got to this part of the episode, I really appreciate it. This is the first day we're going to post this on YouTube, actually. So the audio is going on Spotify and Anchor. The, uh, yeah, the video is going on YouTube. So I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Um, make sure to go check out our TikTok tiktok at nf sports talk we post the best clips each and every single day um of the episode short one minute clips one minute or less clips usually around one minute clips of the episode and if, if you look at that you like the episode you, you see the clip and you think oh i want to listen to that make sure to go check out our spotify uh podcast at nf sports talk as well at nf sports talk all over on the platforms 
Um, and you know, you may be able to find the episodes you like. Tune in. You, maybe you like the whole thing, so just listen to the TikTok clips, as that's where you get the best uh, sample size of, of what we're going to be talking about in that given day. Um, a lot of football news going on right now because that's the biggest thing. You know, draft, the NFL draft is five days away. It's going to be very exciting. Can't wait to watch that for sure. See what team picks what on that given day. And, you know, first, second, third days are always fun to watch. So can't wait for the NFL draft. Can't wait to watch that. And I just want to thank everyone for tuning in today. Uh, make sure to follow. Make sure to subscribe. Check back each every day. We post content every single day. More NFL draft news. More sporting news all over. Whatever sport it is, we'll cover it. So thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you guys for listening and have a great day.